following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Ovechkin. Backhand score! He banked it in! Alex Ovechkin. He scores every way possible. Tack another one on for the great eight. And Washington has the early lead. Shot pass in front, deflected home. Another goal on the power play. Johan Larson is able to tip it home for his seventh of the season. And it's 9-2 caps. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. We appreciate you joining us here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Where things are coming up roses for the Caps these days. We are going to get to them in just a few minutes. It's not often that we do this this time of year, but we got to flip the format. We are going to be talking a little football here first because the Commanders are back in the news. And as you might expect, it is not because they have a new radio partner or because they have a first in the NFL social media star. As their new social media correspondent. No, it is because the House Oversight Committee has now issued subpoenas when it comes to this story that has broken over the last few weeks about financial improprieties out in Ashburn. A.J. Perez, who was the uh, was the journalist who started the reporting on this back on the 31st of March, is going to join us, and he is going to fill us in exactly on what's been going on. So, the question is, does this mean that the end may be in sight for Dan Snyder, or is it a just a, another red herring that is going to distract our attention for another couple of weeks until the draft. Let's find out with AJ. Got to cue the dramatic music and get this one started. Let's bring in our good friend AJ Perez from frontofficesports.com. AJ was, as I said, the first reporter to break this story about Congress and the House Oversight Committee referring uh, information over to the Federal Trade Commission in order to possibly open some sort of a criminal investigation over financial improprieties associated with the Washington Commanders. A.J., thanks for joining us. Good to be back. This has turned, I think, from a big deal into a bigger deal. Am I correct in saying that? I mean, subpoenas going out, which you you just reported a little while ago, kind of takes this thing to another level from the bombshells of 24 hours ago, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It seems, uh, you know, I, there were some indica- indicators that, that that letter to the Federal Trade Commission would be it, and they would switch the focus back to the hostile workplace 
um, you know, investigation, which was what it started as in October. But that the, the fact that the that the committee has sent at least one subpoena so far, uh, issued one subpoena, um, is an, an, an indicator that they're not quite done yet, and they're going to be using. Um, the way the, the oversight committee is set up, they, they don't need the Republican side to issue the subpoenas. They can they can do it on their own, um, and a lot of other committees need the ranking member to sign off on it. But that's 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 not the case for the oversight committee. When um, so when we talk about the subpoenas, um, so how surprised were you when you heard? that there were subpoenas going out and they were continuing to, to pull the threads of the financial misdeeds. Well, I reported, uh, the, the, it was almost well, 13 days ago now, um, that, that, mm -hmm. that there were subpoenas were, uh, you know, at least I would, I think I termed it likely, but it was at least, uh, in the realm of possibility. Um, and I just knew because there's a lot of people out there and I don't want to violate my sources or anything because I don't talk to anybody that's, you know, that can't talk. Um, but there's a lot of NDAs, and one way around the NDAs um, is 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 what what is what Jason Friedman did. That that was a voluntary interview. But a lot of times, if you talk to other people, you know, every NDA is a little different depending on you know when it was signed. You know, sometimes you you actually need the, you need a subpoena to to actually talk to a um, you know a congressional investigation. So um, and these and a lot of these people are, are from what I understand are willing to talk and are actually looking forward to, you know, getting subpoenaed because, you know, they've been kind of, they want to share their story, whatever that story is. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, um, do we know at this point or can you report at this point who might have received any of those subpoenas or is it not ready for publication just yet? Not ready yet. I know just like <laughs> I know who is, who the unnamed executive who was mentioned in the, in the FTC letter yesterday, you know, I, I do know who I've been, I've known for a couple of weeks. Um, just like I knew about, you know, Jason Freeman, uh, talking to them in, in mid-March, but yeah, I, I can't report that yet. I've been, I'm, I'm really kind of respect the process a little bit more than some other reporters <laughs> have. Under, uh, uh, yeah. So un understood. Uh, I, I, I say this most, mostly in jest. So if you're more than happy to laugh it off and either neither confirm nor deny would, would possibly one of the, uh, subpoenas be going to a certain former team president and general manager. You don't have to. Answer. Oh, I don't know. That'd be uh, that would be. I think yeah, I think you'd be what you'd be one of the. I have. He's never talked to me. Um, but uh, <laughs> the closest I've gotten was talking talking to his wife last year uh, for like a minute and a half. Oh, that mm -hmm. you know that you know Bruce Allen does know where you know where I don't I have no information that it's him. My information right. that uh, is uh, that it's somebody else. But um, you know he does know a lot, and he you know those emails that came from his account started this whole thing in October. Got Gruden fired, then it started this investigation by the oversight committee. Right. One of the things, and, and, and you are a we should point out you are a reporter. You're here to report facts uh, and not pontificate on things. So uh, you know I I hope not to put you in in an awkward position by asking this, but one of the things that amazes me just about this financial impropriety and what we know now is that based on what we based on the allegations that we have now, we're talking about five million dollars. That's you know, that's chump change. It's not yeah. as if someone in the organization was siphoning siphoning off hundreds of millions of dollars. That kind of boggles my mind. I mean is, is that just the tip of the iceberg or Oh, one of my sources told me, told me this, you know, Dan Snyder's a billionaire, all these owners, you know, have teams worth 
at least $3 billion. I, I, I'm sure you're looking at $4.5 billion if for some reason the this uh, if the commanders go on the market, um, so they can they, that 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 amount of money, that money, you know, they have they could borrow money all they want. So it's like it's not, right. and they and they have obviously he just bought a new house in Alexandria a few months ago, and you know there's so it, it's basically one of my one of my sources said told me this, and it was not connect. Well, you just kind of pontificated on this, and I'll pass it along. It was like you know some you know this you know they're you know Dan Snyder's a ten year old who who's uh, who um, cheats at checkers, you know, when there's no money involved, there's no stakes, you know, there's mm-hmm. that, that's kind of like, that's how he's viewed in by, among some of, you know, his business associates over the years. That's going back to Six Flags and before that even. So it's right. not, it's, it's not, it's, he, he, everybody in business, especially if you're that successful, you know, you try to gain an edge. Um, and I just, even, even if, yeah, you're right. Now it's the, you may have cheated the owners out of some money, but you also, you may have messed the cap up for several seasons and that's going to really piss off the PA. Um, NFL mm. PA I'm sure is looking into this at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, they, there could be uh, NL and a national national uh, NLRB national labor relations board complaint. And they could, you know, that, and that could be a headache for the NFL for the entire league. And that's, uh, that's the, so he's not only put, you know, he may have, you know, shorted some money to the owners allegedly, but he also could have, that 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 revenue he allegedly held back could have um, altered the cap for many seasons, and that's gonna and that could cost everybody down the line, theoretically. Yes, yeah. So when when you talk to your sources, both inside and outside of the league, obviously, the conventional wisdom has been for so long. It doesn't matter what Dan Snyder does; the owners aren't voting him out. And I'll get to that in a second. What's the perception now, or what are your sources saying now? Is, you know, have the chances of him being kicked out of the league gone up at all? I think the word, the, the information about the subpoena is going out, uh, or at least one, um, and it's just as shocking, you know, just as shocking as, as that letter from the FTC on, on how the alleged scheme worked. Um, and I think you combine those together. People, you know, I've talked to former executives and, you know, some owners. I've, I've only I haven't talked I haven't talked to an owner since yesterday, but um, you know mm-hmm. I do talk to people around the league. Um, anywhere it's like now it's like now it's kind of it, it it got a lot more serious over the last you know I would say you know two days where you know you got the interesting you got the it, yeah so they're really looking at, and he's not gonna they're still it's gonna be it's it's gonna take a ground soul of owners you know many many owners to get together and then decide because Goodell is highly unlikely to you know he has the authority to put him up for a vote for removal. They need 24 owners, but it's much more likely, um, and this never happened in, you know, that, that the owners will actually, you know, three-fourths of them at least will step forward. And, um, you know, I would say they would not – long before removal process, they would, they would just kind of look at what happened with, with Jerry Richardson um, with, with the Panthers. It's going to be kind of like, yeah, maybe you should sell kind of thing, um, you know. That, right. But it, we're not even there, and, and, and we're not there yet. Uh, I know Mike Floyd has been 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 reporting. Um, I, I I respect Mike um, that that that's uh, that's kind of moving in that direction, and I wouldn't surprise me because we have different sources on on things. Um, but I think um, you know we're still. I think the owners from talking to them at least days ago, they're just still in a wait and see uh, you know wait and see attitude when it comes to you know how this is all going to shake out. What does uh, the other question that I have been kicking around and I can't figure out is and again. Uh, the Twitterverse is one thing. Fans are, are something else. But why do you think it is that the owners are so reluctant to to take any kind of punitive action? 
against Snyder. Uh, uh, you know, and and yeah. either I think there's a lot of speculation that he knows. Yeah, it's like a lot of speculation yeah. where Dan has knows a lot of sleek secrets. He knows he has dirt on everybody. That's not maybe there's a little truth to that. I have no idea, but. Uh, but from what I've been talking to, it's it's more they don't want to set a precedent. I know MLB removed uh, a lot. Of the most recent would be uh, the, the guy NFL from the Dodgers, the, right. the Dodgers, yeah, Frank McCourt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Dodger fan, so I was didn't that didn't make me <laughs> that didn't that, that didn't make me sad. We had Fox. I, and I can imagine back to back ownership. <laughs> um, and uh, but then 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 you also have Sterling with with, with the Clippers. Uh, much mm-hmm. of the, you know, McCourt was financial, uh, you know, and and um, you know and Sterling was obviously what his comments and, and, you know, he was an un, un, unlike, you know, and Sterling was never a, a, a favorite among the NBA owners. So he was not popular. Right. Snyder still is popular and he does, you know, I wouldn't say, I, you know, I'm sure that popular has waned a little bit over the last couple of years, but you know, he doesn't have, you know, the enemies that's that, that Sterling had with the Clippers. So, you know, while, you know, and, and they, they just want to, and they don't want to set a precedent because in case something, you know, it's attached to them. Uh, they don't want it turned around on them. That's 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 the reason why they're so hesitant to um, even you know speculate about t- tossing out Dan Snyder. And that's something that I don't think people realize is that so within the NFL circles, despite all this, Dan Snyder still has is still relatively popular. Is that what you're saying? I would say I wouldn't say popular, but I would say that he he was you know he's not. He's at he's he, he's fairly well liked actually among ownership. This was going back before, you know before even 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 after Beth Wilkinson's investigation concluded. Um, mm-hmm. You know they you know he's 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 close to Jerry Jones, which is a very influential owner, and he's you know not he's not as unpopular with, among ownership as he is among fans. Not even close. So it's it's uh, there's there 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 are people who respect him and you know and you know, are hoping he can, you know, get the stadium deal done and get, you know, move past this. And, you know, they've, so even, you know, Jerry Jones, I talked to two weeks ago was like, yeah, he's like, he should be here. He should, you know, he should be, he should be, you know, he can do day-to-day operations, basically what he said. Um, You know, so it's kind of, it's, you, you get a couple different, you know, you, what, what happens inside those NFL owners meetings, we, we, we don't hear everything, but we hear, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they, they don't, um you know, they don't hate the man. I'm, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, they've, they respect him, and you know he's been part of the club for 22 plus years, almost 23 years, next in a couple months. So he's been around, and he, I think that uh, during that time he's built he's built up those you know contacts, those connections, those relationships. So, and and that's something I think that people have to realize is that just because he is hated by seemingly everybody in the DMV and everybody that that roots for this team, there's a group of 31 guys that still relatively speaking very much behind him and and at this point at least want to see him continue i think it's kind of i wouldn't say behind him now but i would say that they're not in a rush you know they're still i think i think this is he's this has been so many headaches that that snyder's caused and now you're talking about them you know possibly messing the cap up and along with shorting money to them uh the other owners uh you know that's that's going to be an issue i think that's where it's going to get you know be this FTC thing, even though the FTC has been fairly aggressive under this administration, um, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to pursue that, whether it's going to be referred to IRS, whether, you know, they could go many different directions. And these, those investigations take time. I think the, the fastest route, if anybody really wants Snyder out, would be, um, you know, it would be uh, on the owners and, and, and taking a stand on it. But I just don't see that, at least immediately. I mean, if more stuff comes out, and I'm still reporting and just 
and the government now has you know, possible if the FTC launches an investigation, that's two government investigations going on in the Congress. That then you have the Mary Jo White, and we broke the story yesterday about Mary Jo White, who was hired uh, right after is hired after the Super Bowl to, to look at a second investigation into allegations against Dan Snyder. And she's a former head of the SEC. She she's now you know we broke the story uh, that we uh, that she's going to be allowed to look at, at at what was turned over to the over to the FTC. And so the financial side. You know, it's going to get interesting. I mean, I'd, and she's she could. I, I would expect her to be done faster, you know, faster than a lot of, you know, either the FTC if they decide to investigate, or even the Oversight Committee, um, since they, you know, while they're still you know, it's been going, it's a long process. You know, I think Mary Jo White would be, you know, what she has to uh, offer, and this will be a written report this time. We were told so. It, what 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 she finds as far as um, you know, and there's. You know, we there, we haven't even got into the into the the alleged debt issues that I reported about two weeks ago. You know, that's concerns. I won't say issues. There's you know that you know whether there's whether there's anything there with that. You know, there's been no indications. You know, and Dan Snyder's you know people always push back that he's not. You know, he didn't do any of this. He didn't do any of this. Period. Is there is there is there a standard line? But he also didn't do this because he was hurting for cash flow or something. So, right. um, you know, that's and they're still and and they're still pushing back and they're still even though. You know, they pushed back against me when I was like, you know, it's not, and they didn't shift the investigation. I'm like, yeah, they did. I'm like, it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> you know, and it was like, I, I, up until yesterday, I had more information than the GOP side of the committee. So it was just totally clear when they, when they made those statements without referencing the, the spreadsheets and the emails, which I, you know, which I, I didn't have, but I knew that there were, that there was something like that was handed over to them. And I reported that uh, as best as I could um, a couple, about 10 days, full days ago. So there's, uh, so it's like, you know, they, they're, they're playing catch up, the league's playing catch up, you know, they don't, you know, this is a lot, a lot of this stuff is happening, you know, out of their purview, out of, out of their, you know, they, they can't get at this, a lot of this stuff. Um, and, um, you know, the, but now that the FTC document went out yesterday and now the CC, the three, uh, the three attorneys general for um, Virginia, Maryland, DC, and I'm reaching out to them and hopefully have something back from them today. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's another thing. Maybe, I don't know why DC was CC'd in that since they don't have any operations there, but, um, you know, Eleanor Holmes Norton has been pretty vocal um, about her opposition to, you know, the RFK, you know, being used. Um, and, and that's, it, it's, that's National Park Service land and, you know, right. the city does have some control over, over the stadium too, but, uh, you know, raising it and, but it's, it's going to be the, the next big thing uh, while these investigations go on is what's going to happen to the, you know, Prince William County Stadium. That's, you know, I say, if they're, I know Loudon here, Loudon could be a possibility, but I think that's the next thing. That's what I'm talking to politicians today about, you know, whether this is going to really impact um, there that the bill we haven't seen the final bill yet, and we're not going to see it until April 27th. We're not we don't know what's going to be in there. Right. April 20, oh, two more. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't we the public won't know until right before the debate starts on it. If and there's a good there's a, even a small chance that 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 bill could be struck and it may not be and it may not be offered. It's a very small chance. I think there's going to be a bill and I think it's going to be around 300 350 million dollars of public funding. But that's only let's you know that's. 10, 12% of the, the total cost of a $3 billion stadium. Yeah. And then the question is, where does he get the rest of the money from? And if Dan Snyder is that toxic and can't get a bill at all, can't get any help from anybody, who knows, you know, theoretically that could be a reason for him to, you know, to, to sell. That could be an off ramp if he just wants to get out of all this. Although I don't, you know, they would totally belie his personality. I don't think he has any intention of going anywhere. He just wants to weather the storm, right? 
Yeah, that's what that's that's what he's that that's what they're doing, and I think that's that's the mindset right now. It's just like he wants to get past as soon as possible, and you know, to get back to looking, you know, planning that new stadium. That's 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 what he wants to do. Whether you know these these investigations, uh, you know, both for Mary Jo White, the NFL one, or the or the one with the with the oversight committee, you know, that could actually change you know, change change a, change a lot of things, including you know his hopes for a new stadium, maybe even his future as an owner. Mm. All right. Last question. Um, what do where what should we be looking for to come out next? What's going to happen next? Do you think with this story? Oh man, it's hard to say at this point. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think the players union coming out saying that you know they're they're you know that they have they they have rights to these audits under the CBA, so they could I'm, they could I'm guessing they're they're probably looking into those rights to to check on it what they can do um and uh you know that 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 could be it i think you know they're demar smith and dan snyder don't you know they it was uh you know they're not the biggest fans of each other that's pretty i can say that pretty with with some confidence so um you know that's could be that could be an issue and i think uh you know the nfl you know the cba it's supposed to be for 10 years now it could be a chance where we're looking at it looking at it where it's uh you know may have to um sorry you may have to okay. kind of like go back, go go back and uh, go back and um, you know. It's not going to change the CBA, the current CBA, but it may there may be some kind of you know they need to be if if there were, if those funds were shorted to the to the the entire fund, they may be looking to um, you know recoup some of that money. I think that's probably the mm-hmm. NFLPA part. It would probably be the next one, and then and then how the politicians in Virginia feel about all this and how. You know, the, if this is impacting the chances for the new stadium, so that's part of the next couple things. So, if you want to get this kind of information before just about everybody else, AJ works for uh, FrontOfficeSports.com. It is they deliver they deliver newsletters to your inbox. AJ, if folks want to subscribe, um, how do they do that? Uh, frontofficesports.com, right up, right, right up the top, you, we have the subscribe button. It takes a second. You just got to put your email in, and um, and uh, um, I might just have some new information coming in. Uh, and uh, so, and then uh, you can follow me at at on Twitter and Instagram at byajperez. That's at byajperez on Instagram and Twitter. All right, let's let's do some breaking news here real quick. You said you might. Have, you, you, is it information oh, you want to share? Back. You can. No. <laughs> No, no, it's, it, it, it was a phone call from a source. I'm not sure what the source is going to tell me. <laughs> Understood. Well, I tell you what, I know once you find out and once you're able to confirm it, we can find it on the website, and I'm sure we can find it on Twitter as well. So we will let you go and break some more news. AJ Perez from com. thank you so much for joining us, my friend. I appreciate it. We will be talking All soon because right. there is so much more on this one to talk about. Thanks. Yeah, this will be going for a while. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> appreciate it. Just a fascinating conversation there with AJ. One of the things that I took out of it, maybe the most profound thing I took out of it, was his description of Dan Snyder and Dan Snyder's standing vis-a-vis the owners, the other 31 owners. If you listen to Sports Talk Radio, if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to you know, you read things in the Twitterverse. Uh, Dan Snyder should have been run out on a rail, I don't know, 10 years ago probably, certainly five. Uh, But amongst the owners, and please do not forget this, 
Dan Snyder's built up a lot of capital, of goodwill capital, over the last 20 years. Now, he's undoubtedly spent a lot of it here in the last couple of years, but you heard AJ say it. He just wants to ride this out and make it go away. He figures if he rides it out, gets the new stadium deal, everything, you know, everything goes back to the way it was. Where I think he might be in trouble this time, maybe, is that it's not just the stealing from other owners. And as we said, this is not some sort of scheme that that funneled hundreds of millions of dollars away from the players and the owners, but it was, we're talking $5 million. That's five bucks to you and I. That That's nothing, you know, obviously. Um, but the fact that, he is becoming politically so toxic and isn't going, I think it's quite possible, he isn't going to get help from any legislative body in order to build this new stadium that he wants. If that's the case, he could use that as justification to sell and get out. Because, like it or not, 2027, as of right now, there's no place for the commanders to play. Their lease is up, and they've already said they're leaving. Again, they'll have some place to play, but you can see the position that he's putting this team in. So he might just cash in for $5 billion. Who knows? All right, when we come back, we got to hit the ice and talk about the polar opposite, the complete antithesis of the Washington Commanders. That's the Washington Capitals, who could be getting, right, getting hot at the right time. That's next on the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys and girls, listen up. We are getting close to Stanley Cup playoff time. And hockey fans, you can feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters, a goalie, and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. That's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP. That's 7867 in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NY slash text HOPE-NY, which is 467369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 
3,500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over in New Hampshire and Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, that midseason swoon, the, the bleak midwinter doldrums are definitely over for the Capitals. A 9-2 drubbing on Monday night, or Tuesday night rather, over Philadelphia. Has the Caps on a real heater right now. Uh, since the last join you, the Caps had a great weekend. A stretch of games in which they are facing a huge amount of playoff teams. Caps have started this sprint for home. Couldn't have started any better than they have. They have now won four straight games. That Philly game was the... Fourth straight win, and that's after some wins over some pretty good hockey teams as they come down the stretch. Now, since getting blown out by Carolina 6-1 to and losing to Minnesota 5-1, to the Caps have won four straight. Remember, they were in a situation after that Minnesota loss where they had the Lightning, Pittsburgh, Boston, their first three games after that, then you figured that Philadelphia game was going to be a little bit of a break. That's a game where you just got to go in and handle your business. But they also still have to go to Toronto, then Montreal, then Colorado, then Vegas, then Arizona before coming home for games with the Leafs and Islanders and then going up to New York for a back-to-back to finish out the season. It wasn't touch and go, but... It, was, it had the potential to get way too close for comfort coming down the stretch. Well, lo and behold, all the Caps have done is, is play some great hockey the last four games. A 4-3 win over the Lightning, a 6-3 win over Pittsburgh, a 4-2 win over the Bruins, and then, of course, 9-2 over the Flyers. So let's go into the locker room from Tuesday night, and let's hear from T.J. Oshie and John Carlson about what's going on here. First question for Oshi last night was easy, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that his improved play has kind of sparked, and his return to the lineup has kind of sparked the Caps. Uh, but the first question was simple. What's been the difference in, say, January and February uh, as opposed to the end of March here into April? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we get a lot of our success um, – from playing a complete game and not necessarily just a lot. I mean, they end up in goals and you're like, wow, they're really scoring. But really a lot of the other areas on the ice are, are going very well for us. Um, we're, we're breaking out in the D zone as a group of five. We got a lot of guys since, since we talked have, you know, putting their body on lines, blocking shots, keeping pucks out of our net, keeping second scoring chances from getting to the net. Um, all that stuff translates and moves up the ice to our neutral zone puck decisions, um, to our forecheck, and eventually it, 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 it ends up in a goal. But there's so much more than, than just the, the end result that um, 
with the effort the guys are putting in right now in all facets of the game. So um, we're trending in the right way, and I think we're we're learning what uh, what we need to do as as players to have success on the ice. He also says the team is focused on the big picture here, just like in in 2018. They're not going to win the Metro. Uh, that's just all there is to it. So that's going to stop a streak if you don't count COVID last year. If I think it was it's five straight Metro Division titles. Uh, but Oshi and this team know that it's about getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Maybe more so than than any postseason sport out there. If you get in, you got a chance. And there is not a lot of dis- difference between. Whoever is uh, winds up the President's Trophy winner and the eighth seed in the East. Uh, it's, it's it's very important. We more importantly right now for us than wins is is how we play the game. And um, with Philly's record, um, you know, you maybe you would think that we would take it a little lightly, but they've uh, they've played us really well this year. They beat beat us twice, I think, and. They were very physical in those games and had a really good forecheck and worked hard against us. So um, I don't think anyone there was was taking it lightly. I know this, the score was nine two or or eight two, whatever the score was. Um, but we we came we came downtown here to to play a game and play hard and didn't matter who who we're playing against and that's very important for us going forward. It doesn't matter what happens, who we're playing. Um, if guys make, make mistakes, if guys don't, we have a we have a new standard that we've set uh, recently here that uh, we have to we have to live up to each night. It, uh, it's part of I think what they talked about in that players only meeting the other night. John Carlson echoed Oshie's sentiments, saying that it is no time to rest, even though they are just it's just a formality actually clinching the playoff spot. Yeah, I, I think we, we don't have any room to, to lay off the gas. I think we're in a tight race and um, kind of alluding to the last question. I, we know that if we played like we were down the stretch here, you know, our, our season's going to be really short. So I, I think um, that was a, a big thing for us to, to feel confident in ourselves. And, um, you know, we knew that it wasn't going to be, oh, we're not playing good and now it's playoffs. Let's everybody give their, their best effort. By the way, when the Capitals clinch the playoff spot, uh, that's going to be their one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth straight. This will be their eighth straight playoff appearance this year. Their 14th in their last 15 seasons. And in the 47 year history of the organization, they've been to the playoffs 31 times. Just a little comparison with what's going on with the commanders in Ashford. All right, making the clock on the wall, so we got to get out of here. Don't forget, you can download the Hockey Podcast Network's website as well as on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. See you soon. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Oh,